Someone needs to just go in there at lunch and come out in a towel and start the trend. gentlemen to another episode of raj nation innovations discover your inner awesome podcast my name is rajiv nathan aka the raj nation i am your show's host i am the founder of raj nation innovation also a hip-hop artist and a yoga instructor above all else i am a storyteller and i am joined by my co-host victoria cohen Victoria is the voice behind the blog AlmondsAndAsana.com. She is a yoga instructor as well as a community activist focused on helping you make positive lifestyle choices that impact you and the people you serve. This is Discover Your Inner Awesome, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions. The questions that help creative thinkers like you and I better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. In this episode, we sit down with Patrick Tannis. Patrick is the co-founder of Tiesta Tea, which recently made the Inc. 5000 list. Tiesta Tea serves up some dope-ass loose teas available in grocery stores throughout the country. And what we talk about is something that a lot of founders have to consider as they start and as they grow their business, and that is the idea that you might want to do business with friends. Patrick and Tiesta T have built this business around friends and family. So our question is, how do you do business with friends? Before we dive into the conversation, I want to extend an invitation. If you're not a member already, join our tribe by going to www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. Enter your email address there. You will get an email in your inbox every single Monday. You'll never miss an episode of the show being in touch with all the awesome. You'll also get my stories throughout the week on how to tell your startup story. All right, let's dive now to our conversation with Patrick Tannis of Tiesta Tees. How do you do business with friends? Let's listen in. The most important thing I would say about doing business with your friends is you spend a great majority of your time working. Um, I'm very fortunate that when I spend my time working, I, I also I get to do it with my friends. You know, I was we do a lot of our R&D in Germany, and, and we're going out to Amsterdam. And not only am I going out to Germany and Amsterdam to work, but I'm going with my best friend from preschool and my other best friend. And it's like, that's the life I want to live. I don't want to live a life where I'm behind an office, and, and when I have to reach out to my CEO or my business partner, it's, you know, it's uncomfortable. But for us, it's like, well, we, we just got done with a trip to Germany. We took a weekend in Amsterdam, and that was our business trip. And if you're going to spend so much time working and make that such a big part of your life, why in the world would you do it with someone you don't like? Seriously, why? Like, that's got to be so stressful. I can't imagine waking up and working with, like, if I had to go in my office every day and look at those people and think before like oh god I do not want to talk to this person that's not the life I want to live um, so I believe that our story is extremely powerful because I want more people to think that they can do business with their friends and when when you have an idea don't be don't be shy to go to your best friend you know he may trust you the most out of everybody you know I, I'm very thankful for Dan for for believing in me I dropped out of college in 2010 and many people if I told them I wanted to start a business, they'd be like, you're a college dropout, get out of here. Dan knew me for, at that time, 15 years. He knew what I was capable of, he knew what my skills were. He trusted me, and even as a college dropout. And he said, I'm, I'm willing to work with you. I know what you're good at, I know, I know what you can do. I don't need your degree. If he wasn't my friend, he would not have done that. Because most other people will say, if you don't have a degree, you're a college dropout, why would I work with you? And, and now here I am today. And, and I, I love my life. I have, I have a great business. We have great employees that we work with every day. Um, I believe that we've created a culture where people enjoy coming to work. You know, every 
we do a fantasy football leagues every month we have a team outing where whether we go to a boat or we go go on a lake whatever it may be but um, the bottom line is you got to enjoy what you do and when you surround yourself with people that you like specifically your friends it just makes it so much easier and then for other for for furthermore like when you think about being an entrepreneur and you think about that end goal and that end dream of, of you know for some people it may be different but of what an exit may look like who do you want to celebrate that with you know like I can't wait to have my best friend Dan and Alex with me when when we do whatever it may be but when we win and have those guys right by my side you know dominating a seafood tower you know, who, else, <laughs> who, else, who else would you rather do that with? Um, so it, it's it's a common misperception that you can't do business with your friends, and, and I just don't believe it. Were you nervous when you started out? That like you know, always hearing that you shouldn't do it. Were you nervous to go into it or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's something that we we probably said to each other at least once every quarter like yeah people say you can't do business with friends look at us you know and every and I'm not gonna lie we fought like fist fights we've had fist fights <laughs> I've, I've pushed him we've screamed at each other he's like it's been it's a, that's a friendship though which one of your best buddies have you not gotten in a fight with yeah. Victoria <laughs> <laughs> well let's keep it that way I don't think you want to get in that type of fight um but yeah, of course there's some nervousness, but and, and even at the end of the day, and, and this might sound crazy, but regardless of what happens, the friendship that Dan, Alex, and I have, regardless of if tomorrow something happens and we don't talk to each other, that friendship provided massive value throughout our lives. And it can never be called a bad relationship because of what we've done together. So for me, it's, it's I'm aware that it might not be honky-dory for the rest of our lives, but no matter what, our friendship led to an amazing, amazing time together and then also a, a, a fantastic opportunity in the future for our careers. And regardless of what happens, I'll always be thankful for that. And it, it might sound crazy to say, but you're not, I'm not gonna sit here saying that we're gonna be best friends forever. It might just not happen. It, you can't, don't be stupid. <laughs> you know, even if we're in business or not, <laughs> how many people stay friends for 50 years? But it, it you know, we, uh, yeah. There's, so I think one of the big points that you, you started to hit on there is this idea that if you are going to go into business with friends, you have to go in being willing to put that friendship on the line mm-hmm. and knowing that whatever you're entering into together, like that is sort of like, the goal in that supersedes the goal of the friendship, basically. And you can still be cool with each other, but if someone just starts like not pulling their weight and you have to fire that person, you've gotta, like, there has to be that understanding up front, right? Absolutely, and, and part of the, the beauty of doing it with your friends is you know who's capable of what, and you know who wants to do what. So if, if you know, you really understand up front how much they're going to put into it and what they're going to put into it so there's there's very little uh concern that we're all in it at the same level yeah i like that idea that is interesting like just as i go through my you know short list of really good friends of you know if i were to go into business with them and thinking about oh yeah she would be really good at this or vice versa or they would know that okay i do not like handling x y or z it's kind of i can see the comfort in that and the benefit of not having to take the time to discover that through the process you know of your business but just kind of knowing that up front um, because I feel like a lot of times as just regular employees, like no one's going to come in and tell you like, I hate doing whatever. They're just like, sure, sure. I can do it. Of course. You know, but if it's your friend and you know, absolutely. You, you, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And, and as we're growing, I'm starting to learn that. Right. Because yeah. I've been so used to just having my friends kind of understand my vision and understand the way I work. And as we grow new people, they don't always see that they don't always get it, you know? So I have to be a little more mindful, um, that my, my business partners see my vision much clearer than other people. Mm. I mean, you you guys look like you guys are friends, right? Yeah. yeah. I came in here; it was pretty chill. You guys, you guys are hanging out, enjoying each other. I mean, is it not? She's a- my intern. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. 
I mean, you, you'd see it every day. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't it suck if you came in here and Victoria was like this person you couldn't stand and you're like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, I got to see Victoria again. Well, that was part of bringing her onto the show was I knew I needed a new co-host and I needed someone who I could trust to actually like show up and not, not like physically show up, but actually like, you know, want to be involved in it. Not just like showing up for the sake of being there and then like checking out right away. Um, speaking to the point of like whose skills are best served where like she does all her social media that's just not my forte sure and it's something she's been doing on her own anyways so I saw it as a good opportunity to basically like give her a platform to further develop those skills um, whether it's for this show or for um, her own blog and her own her own brand but I had to be very selective about who I could say it would be like a good person to be a co-host for this show because I had a couple other people who I was like yeah they could I think they'd be good to be on the microphone with me but I don't think they would be um they were actually wouldn't be, they'd be good on the microphone and that's it <laughs> and I know I needed more than just good on the microphone to, to run this show effectively and to not you know go crazy because <laughs> uh, for a few months I was doing everything myself with the show and that was just... And that's impossible, yeah. man. It's, it's, and you see it so often. You see it so often. And it's like you're, you might have your, your closest friend might be that answer. You know, that might be the resource you need to, to turn up and yeah. to change your business. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so, as we were chatting about this a little bit before we started recording. So, are you, you guys are friends. Are, are there family members involved in the business? Because I'm curious about how that then weaves in what your opinion on it's, yeah, It makes it that. even better, to be yeah. totally honest with okay. you. All three of us are, have our fathers involved. Oh my gosh. So my dad and Dan's dad, mm -hmm. Dan's our CEO, Alex is our COO. My dad and Dan's dad would go out to dinner when we were you know, thinking of the idea and they would talk about how much, because <laughs> we asked them for money, yeah. right? And we would, so, <laughs> I asked my dad. I asked my dad for five. Dan yeah. asked his dad for five, and so they met and talked about it, and they both gave us some money. And then Alex, we need more money, and it's like, all right, we've gone to our parents. Alex, could you, could you ask your parents? <laughs> so Alex asked his dad for money. He put in some money, um, and so the three of us have our families involved, and it's. <laughs> It's the best feeling in the world, man. Like having your dads, uh, we just we were just recognized. We were just recognized on the the Inc. 5000 list, and um, we wrote letters to our fathers, and we each wrote a letter to our father, and we're presenting him with an award um, for believing in us when we were 21, 22, telling them, hey, you know, I'm not going to graduate college, and Dan, and Alex's position, they didn't go out and get a real job. Um, and we're presenting with a award that's just like a, a thank you note and a, and a real, and it's it's the best feeling in the world. You know, my to see my dad to be a part of what I'm doing and to have a, a piece of, of everything I do. And then also my partner's fathers, it unifies us, you know, it really unifies us. And it's it's an amazing feeling. That's so, oh, sorry. I was gonna say no, it's going no I was just going to say, it's really interesting because, so and I've mentioned this before on here, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. They've been in business together and done their own things. But even when they do their own things, like my mom owns shoe stores now, and my dad doesn't really have anything to do with that business. But like, he knows enough that if suddenly like no one can work for her, he'll like work in the store for a few hours, which is like so terrible, but kind of hilarious. Um, so they, they've been in and out of business together their whole lives like literally since they were 20. Um, and my mom and her sister have been in business together there um, through many different businesses as well. And that has been like a great situation. Like my mom and her sister are best friends. That works really well. My dad and his brother had also done a similar thing. Like they haven't spoken in years. Like that didn't turn out so well. So it's funny because a number of years, I have an older brother and a number of years ago he was like, all right, I love you, but we will never do business together because like, that's just not one. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, that, you know, it wasn't like something we were planning on, but it's interesting because I've seen kind of like how it can work both ways. And I think it, it definitely depends on like the personalities yes. for sure. Yeah. That you have to match mm -hmm. like me and me and my, my two co-founders, like you know, we have totally different skill sets. Mm -hmm. They're they're much different. They're mu they're very they're very good at what they do, 
they can't do what I do. I can't do what they do. And, and it goes all the way around. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it makes things much easier. And but the it, gamble's bigger when it's family, not just friends, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, you're kind of playing with fire. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, if you can make it work, like the way we have, it's... I can't really describe what it was like to go to Amsterdam in Germany with these guys. And we do it three times a year. You know, it's like, it's, it's awesome. But yeah, you are, you're kind of playing with fire, but you know, we're so, you, the key is you got to be honest. Like if something's bothering you, you got to tell, you got to, you got to be out in front of it immediately. You know, it, it, it's not when you're doing business with your friends, you cannot wait on things that are bothering you because it's just going to boil up and explode, erupt. And that's when separation happens. So I've, so I've advised startups who are best friends, the founders are best friends, advised startups where there's best friends plus husband and wife are the founders. I've advised startups where they were not best friends or, or related or anything like that, but fought like children and didn't come to resolutions. <laughs> uh, and I've seen, I've seen both scenarios play out, really, really working well together just can't go a day without fighting um, and the company suffering as a result and I've also seen frequently fighting but resolutions made and company still moves forward and it's fine now and then me personally as I mentioned before we went on air my original co-host of the show Martin was my business partner for my last business um, what was I think the reason why I think we worked well together was because, so we knew each other in college. Uh, we weren't like super close. We'd hang out, you know, probably like a few times a year, I'd say, and then like see each other at events or whatever. And we, but we both started the undergraduate marketing club at DePaul together. Nice. And then, you know, we, he graduated a year ahead of me. Next year I graduated. So I think the following year then, after I had graduated, is when we started that business, Idea Lemon. And what the reason why I think it worked really well, him, him and I's relationship, was because like there were times when we got into like not fist fights by any means, but like really pissed at each other moments. I mean, we took a seven week road trip together two years ago. Wow, that's a lot of tra- that's a lot of car time with one person. Anyone, that's a lot of time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much. And there were times when we were just like. I can't talk to you right now, but times where it was all cool. But I think we we came to know each other's communication style very well. Yes. Um, I think we were good at sensing, like, when do we need time apart, specifically on that road trip. Like, one day we were in Portland. It was like a Saturday. I was like, I'm going to go hiking. I don't want you to come with. And he was like, that's cool. I don't want to go with. <laughs> and it was fine. And then, like, I was able to, like, you know, have a few hours to myself. He had a few hours to himself. Then we got lunch when I came back, and it was all good. Now... The reason I had the, I put the backstory in there is I think we work together really well as business partners because, and it's it's a reverse of your of what you have going on with your company. The foundation of our relationship was not friendship. It was always like a a, a work thing first, right? Like we we met in college. We created that marketing club together. So like the first time we met, we were already like doing something that sure. was like business related more or less. Then when we created the company, it was the foundation. The foundation of our relationship was business first. We always operated as business is separate from friendship, and we, you know, there'd be like some days where we'd have to like just kind of like take a break, and I'd need to like talk to him about something like personal going on in my life, and he'd be there for that, and vice versa. But that's why I think we operated well because. We knew, like, like our, our foundation was not, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, and it was the reverse of your situation. It wasn't friends who became business partners. It was business partners who became friends and then actually like best friends through that process. So I have like the reverse experience that you have. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have the same experience you've had if I were to find just like a straight up friend and be like, hey, let's go into business together. Because I think, and I'll tell you, I mean, it was college, so it's inconsequential, but there was a class I was in in college 
where someone I was in a group project with was like one of my good friends at the time and he just didn't do shit <laughs> the whole time. That was me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I, th- I think he treated the fact that we were friends as like a crutch. Like, oh, I don't have to do anything. And I was like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> like, no. And the grading for it was you had to do like peer grading. And I literally, I gave him like a D and he was super mad at me. And I was like, well, what do you want? You want, you made me do all the work and you think you should get an A? Screw off. So, so he's someone you'd never get in business with. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So but that's kind of what you said. Like you knew specifically and they, and that they knew about you. Like, okay, maybe you didn't graduate college, but like they knew you had a certain work ethic and that you were going to like show up and be there and the skills that you had. So that gave you a good for it and to the fact that that guy wasn't going oh, to totally. be a friend yeah. but I think I think it's it's tough to and I don't know if there's a way to discern up front maybe yeah. it's just do you have a feel for the person or not they gotta have your vision right they gotta have your vision they, they gotta they gotta want what you want you know me and Dan and Alex we both we don't want to work for the man we don't want to have someone tell us what to do we want to grow this company we want to grow it to a point where you know maybe we don't have to work again when we're in our 30s That that's what we all of us want and, and if we had someone who was working with us who, who was like, eh, yeah, you know, I just want to do this for the rest of my life, you know, keep it as a lifestyle business, it wouldn't work out, mm. you know? And then when, when you're talking about Dan and Alex and I, we, they know, you know, some people can't wake up at 3 a.m. to work. We can. No problem. If we have to wake up at 3 a.m. to get something done, fine. We're comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as long as we all know that about each other, we can, we can work. But... If you're getting into business, like you said, with, with a guy who doesn't really have the same work ethic or vision, it's not going to work. But at least you know that. Mm-hmm. As a friend, you know that before putting six months of work into it. Yeah. I think as well, um, you mentioned earlier the idea that you know what you're good at, you know what you're not good at, you know what Alex and Dan are good at, and everyone knows like kind of what they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big component of it too because I, I, I have seen cases where you have friends who or friends or people who are close doing business together but they both, let's just say for example, they're both designers. So what are you both going to do with your time? Just both sit there designing things and then who's running the rest of the company? And you find that you know, maybe someone ends up having to take that responsibility but if they don't like doing that part of it they naturally like won't want to get better at it. Right. Imagine this. You got the two best quarterbacks in the world. It's just for Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Put them on the same team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. What the hell are you going to do with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning on the same team? They would kill each other. Unless it's a two-quarterback fantasy football league. <laughs> Unless you did that. But otherwise, like, it doesn't make sense. And I always say, Dan's our coach. I'm the point guard. Alex is the center power forward. And then we have other pieces to kind of kind of fit the mold. But you can't have two point guards. You can't have two centers. Just won't work. <laughs> Just doesn't work. Well, and this is another interesting point too, because I have seen scenarios again in like the blow up, they can't work together. Is egos getting in the way? Like, who's gonna be CEO? Who's gonna be CFO? Who you know, who gets what title? seems like you just mentioned, I mean, you use a sports analogy, but it seems like you guys have figured that out and are okay with it. How were you able to go about that without basically letting your pride stand in the way of, Dude, of what title you get? You know, I, 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 we get this question all the time, and it, it's like such an easy answer. Dan's just smarter than I am. <laughs> I, I don't know what else there is to it. The kid's a genius, and I, I'd be an idiot to come here, sit here, and think that I'm smarter than him. No, I'm not. And it was we were in a lawyer's office in 2010, and the lawyer asked us, so who's CEO? And I looked at him, I said, that's him. And it wasn't a discussion. He didn't ask for it. I, I, it didn't, didn't take me 20 seconds to think about it. And he's much better suited for it. At the end of the day, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about who's CEO or who's not. You know, I mean, yeah, it's great to have that title, but... Um, at the end of the day, I want to win. And I know that he's better positioned to help me win than if I were the CEO. So. But I think you may be a rare, a more rare situation that like you were totally cool with that. I think there are a lot of people yeah. that otherwise wouldn't be. Yeah, because I have seen companies, 
you know, I've been advised, I've advised companies before that they, you know, like one person like cannot relinquish, I, 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 let's say like COO is the title, hypothetically, they cannot relinquish the fact that like, no, like I get to be COO. As if it even matters when it's like just the four or five right. founders. Like, it's like, well, who cares? Like that just means like you're you're leading a team of one. <laughs> uh, but I, but that's where I've seen you know a lot of issues come up is not wanting to relinquish you know whatever status maybe you think that it brings is is the title or like the honor of being that you know chief whatever, and it causes a lot of problems because and, and perhaps it comes back to alignment on the vision. Because there, and I'll say, that can be a, a deceitful thing in the sense that you can be aligned on the vision of the company, but you also have a vision for yourself. Right. And if the vision for yourself is more important than the vision of the company, not to say you shouldn't care about yourself, but if, if you've got, like, in your mind, I need to be this thing by this age, and... I'll do that whether or not this company, like I don't really care about this company. I, I understand the vision of the company and while I'm here, I'm working towards that vision, but I've got my own vision over here. I think that's probably where the disconnect or discord comes in is the personal vision um, taking precedence over the company vision. Absolutely. And I, I, we both have the same personal vision. We really do. And to go back to your question of you know the CEO versus COO, I don't think... I were to ever admonish that title to someone had I not been with them for 15 years to know their greatness. It would just wouldn't have been possible. Mm. You know, if you and I were to start a business to sit in a room, I wouldn't have been able to relinquish that. I don't, I don't know you. I don't know what you're good at. I don't know what you're... But when I saw Dan, you know, Dan, when he was 14 years old, he started a tsunami relief fund and he raised a million dollars. Wow! And he he asked me to be his his sales guy on that. So we worked together at fourteen to do this, and that's greatness, right? Like if I didn't have that experience, there's a good chance I wouldn't have said, "Dan, go do this." When we were twelve, the dude would come to school. This is the best. He'd come to school with a with a paper with all the DVDs that were on the marketplace and he'd go and burn them <laughs> and he, he, would, he would take an order. So five bucks a DVD, he'd come with a little checklist and he'd go and he'd order the DVDs, he'd go to his house, he'd burn them and he'd bring them to you the next day. And you'd get movie, you know, movie uh, theater quality on a $5 DVD that this <laughs> It was like the school, original Netflix. <laughs> yeah, the middle school That's kids awesome. pulling off. And it's like, I got to witness some of these things yeah. and, and those are the things I got to see from Dan that were like, First off, I want to get in business with him. Second off, if I do, he can he can take charge because I've seen him do it. I did CD burning for people in like sixth grade. Like audio, <laughs> you could be music. CEO then, bro. and it was like it was like twenty bucks a CD, man. It's like Sam money. Goody rates. It's great. <laughs> great money. I uh, well, I'm curious. So, have you always been like have you always done entrepreneurial things? So, like he had like the DVD thing. Um, yeah, I have, but. Uh, yeah, I've I've always done some entrepreneurial things. <laughs> uh, do you remember like your first, I guess, entrepreneurial like venture, even if it was like a garage sale? I, I not off the top of my head. Do you know yours, Victoria? No, because I'm not sure. Like what? I, like I'm. I don't think I have always like been like that. Hmm. Really? You think? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like I always had, I'm like a very structured, like I actually, even though like right now I'm like going off on my own and doing my own thing, I actually really like being told what to do. Um, and I'm like very good at following through on, you know, whatever, but like I kind of like taking instructions sometimes. And so I'm trying to think like all Post those things. Post now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 I um, I'm trying to think of the things that I've done as like a younger person, I feel like we're more... Like I was a camp counselor, and you know those. All right, so you got like leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. But where you like had training, and I don't know. Uh, my first was selling Pokemon cards. Uh huh. All right. <laughs> All right, we got to it. And I and I had a, this was terrible. I had a guy who would who would go out and trade, make Pokemon trades, and then rip people off, and then I'd sell. Ah. Uh, I had a so I never played Pokemon, but. I don't think I did. Did you ever live, bro? <laughs> I had pogs. Pogs I had, yeah. 
But in like, I don't know when it was, fourth or fifth grade, when they hit their peak, the this kid on my bus had a big collection of Pokemon cards. And I entered into an agreement with him where I would sell his cards for him and I would take a commission on it. <laughs> so basically like, um, what was the second Pikachu? Raichu. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe that was like a $25 card. I'd find someone in the school willing to buy it and then I would take like five or 10 bucks of it and go and then go back and give him the rest. <laughs> and it's go. funny because sometimes people would want to like haggle with me about for the price. And I'd be like, I gotta go back and speak to the boss and see if we can do that or not. <laughs> but, but because it's like elementary school, it's like next day on the bus, I'd have to ask him. <laughs> so it was like, it's like, yeah, it was like two or three day like uh, transaction processes or, or communications. But even before that, um, in th actually, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but like literally yesterday I was thinking about this. In third grade with a friend of mine, I created, we, like that was my first blog. Which I was like, what the hell was I doing in third grade blogging? But we created an Angel Fire website that was about the Cubs. It was like no ChicagoCubbies.AngelFire.com. <laughs> and it was just like, literally like a game would happen and we'd just write about the game. That's so cool, man. And it was, you know, third grade writing. So it was, it was literally funny. elementary. That'd be so funny if you could find that. I know. I'd that love to see what you wrote. But that, that's crazy, like foreshadowing for what you Yeah, did. and it's, 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 I think it's like these little, I, I, I thought about this when you talked about, uh, who was it who had the DVDs, Dan? Dan. Yeah, when you said that, because I was like, there's these little like behavior, like these little breadcrumbs, I think, that happen along the way that indicate you might, you know, you're probably going to do something later on. Mm -hmm. I also, in third grade, took the, I think we probably sold two copies because we didn't have enough paper to do more, but <laughs> we created, we basically took, you know, like how, like, I don't know if you remember this, if you, did you play video games growing up? No. Okay. <laughs> Ever, I mean, your kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah but he was seven years, well, okay, so, like, one year, so he's seven years older than me, okay. and so, you know, he kind of dictated, so one year for Christmas, when the, our parents were like, oh, what's, like, the big thing you want, I don't think he consulted me, or if he did, he, I don't know how it was, but he definitely convinced them that we wanted N64, and was like, I mean, I didn't know, I was like, <laughs> but that was the big present we got, and I definitely never played with it. Oh, man, you missed <laughs> out. Missing out. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that they was got a princess, uh, I think they got a princess there you can play oh, with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like we have it that, those N64s are worth some money now. They are. I bet. Talk about a side business. I Go back <laughs> I, still, I still have one. Find all your Beanie time. Babies, yeah. your N64. That's and, true. But That's what true. we did in third grade was, we, so remember like video games had strategy guides? They were like these like yeah. thick books. That came, it would be like, I don't know if you buy like Mario, there'd be like a strategy guide of like how to beat Mario. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And we basically, we just cut out certain pages of it literally like would like cut out like like the figure of Mario and then like the little paragraph text take some printer paper take glue stick and take the cutout and glue stick it to the printer paper make our own like five page version of a strategy guide and then sell that and like handwrite on it like Mario strategy guide I think, I think, <laughs> I think we definitely had a Mortal Kombat one and then I think we sold two copies and we ran out of strategy guide hey, because, sale, because to buy the strategy guide cost more than what we could sell it for <laughs> like to buy the, the real one that's hilarious and that was, that was, that was, I think, maybe 4A1 into entrepreneurship. There you go. <laughs> Got to start somewhere. Yeah. But in any case, all that stuff to the point that um, you talked about, your lawyer asked who's the CEO, and you were able to say he is, and you didn't even really have to think about it, because we have these behaviors that we've either been around or observed or experienced Absolutely. ourselves that indicate what makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. And I think even... I'll tell you, with Martin, with my last business, I think one of the, to his credit, one of the smartest things he did was understand early on that it wasn't going to work if I was not the front man of the company. And he was very, and I think it played well to his personality too, that he was, he was out there, but he was more behind the scenes. And the company was more, it was the Raj and Martin show, but it was more like, the Raj show and if it was like speaking events coming up we're gonna send Raj to do it if he can't Martin will do it sure but Raj can do it but then we also learned like uh, there was this scenario of like moderating a panel I tried it and I was like I'm terrible at this 
I'm good at speaking and being on the panel. I'm terrible at moderating it. Because a moderator's job is to make the is to make the conversation fluid mm-hmm. and you gotta and drop put in thought hammer. provokers, right? The panelist's job is to provide the insight. What I was doing was wanting to put in my own opinion every time, but I was the moderator. And then Martin would go and moderate, and he was just like a genius at it. So then we were like, all right, anything moving forward that involves a panel event, people ask us to do something, if it's moderator, that's Martin's role. Some of it's trial by experience or trial by fire. Mm-hmm. But this is a lot of where you figure out who can you work with and who can you not. Have you guys done personality tests? I'm curious. Never. I mean, it, you know, again, I'll say it's unnecessary when you know each other for 15 years. Yeah. You know, we know, we know the personalities. And it's very similar. Like, Dan's the CEO, but when, when we're in meetings, I'm usually the one talking. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Dan's, Dan and Alex, Dan's the CEO, Alex our COO. They know if I do not support a decision, it's probably not good to do it because mm-hmm. of the, the, I don't want to say the weight I carry, but the, if I believe in something, I'm, I'm backing it and I'm, I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs how good it is. If I don't support it, they know that and they won't move forward with anything that I don't get behind, mm-hmm. which is, it's a, it's a, it's a compliment to them and a testament to our, our partnership. You know, the other day we were creating some recipes for a tea. Uh, we're doing, we're launching, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it here. We're launching a ready to we're drink here tea. here first, folks. No joke. Here first. <laughs> haven't, premiere. Haven't made this public, but we're launching a, uh, a ready to drink with Target in January. Congrats. Thank That's you, man. Awesome. It's, it's a big deal for us. Um, and we're finalizing the recipes and we're coming up on a lavender chamomile. And that's going to be one of the ready to drink. And uh, Alex, Dan, Ashley, and everyone agreed on the recipe. And I'm just like, I don't like it. And they knew, and it, it was, I, I appreciate this from them. They knew we couldn't move forward until they found something I liked. And I even said, I said, guys, I just don't like it. But if you guys are all for it, fine. Like, I just don't like it. And it was continually trying to make sure that I liked it because they know I'm not the CEO, but they know that my support or my belief in something is, is, paramount mm-hmm. so I don't need that CEO title to get what I'd call the respect that, yeah. that you need how do you think now as the business grows like let's say in a year two years time like how many employees is the company you want uh, I think eight, 15 okay as the company grows then and I guess how many do you see it getting to before like let's say like day, the day you exit oh exit uh, we'll be at like 50 okay so say it's like a 50 employee company how do you ensure, how do you get, how do you work around the fact that people are, you know, employees might think like, oh, this is like a, it's just like an old boys club. Like, how do, like, how do we have a say in this? <laughs> it's a great question. I'd say that's one of the biggest, that's one of the biggest challenges is to make sure that we as a group don't alienate our other, our other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do you do that? Well, one thing we, we try to, so we also have on top of Alex, Dan, and myself, my brothers are director of operations. <laughs> How did that just come out? <laughs> yeah, where was that one when I brought up family? <laughs> uh, my, uh, our, our friend from high school our varsity was the varsity quarterback. He's our man, warehouse manager. My brother's best friend is our project manager. Um, so we've got six what I'd call friends from growing up. And so it's very, we tried to do it. We're very mindful when we have team events that we can't just silo ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, we're very, we know what we don't know. Like we all know the three of us, Dan, Alex and I, we never tried to, we're certain that we don't know everything, certain. But we, all, we always look to our employees to help us with things and to give us advice. And we take all of the advice so that it doesn't just look like the, the, the boys club of Dan, Patrick and Alex. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we include all of them on, on many of the, deci- the decisions we make. Um, but that, I would say, you highlighted the number one challenge of doing business with your friends is growing um, and, and making sure it doesn't feel like high school again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where people feel like they can't penetrate your little group like of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you guys are like the cool kids and everyone else is on the outside looking in. <laughs> yeah, like the Stained song? Yes. I'm on the <laughs> yeah. outside. I'm looking <laughs> really special one we get him to sing. There you go. Episodes, so. Put the mic closer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can see that. Like, 
that being a tricky thing of bringing other people in that aren't necessarily family or friends and then having that sort of outsider feel. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing too, because you guys have a lot of inside jokes, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? And I call my business partner Don. <laughs> like, that's his name's Dan. Yeah. I call him Don. <laughs> and you probably hear it, and my employees are probably like, why the hell is he calling him Don? Yeah. That's what I've been calling him since we were 12, man. <laughs> but I think, and I, and so that that's definitely a challenge, is like, you know, there's, there's certain understandings you have about each other just because you've known each other for so long. But I think that's where it becomes sort of crucial important to understand that and you're already doing this is that you're not building the company around your three personalities you're building the ts to t brand and that's what people need to get or that's what employees stakeholders etc are getting behind mm -hmm. while they believe in the people leading the company it's ultimately you know it's literally it's not dan alex patrick's alex and patrick's t you, you came up with a name for it. The branding is not your three faces. It's not like Pep Boys. No. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny, would be though. Bad, though. <laughs> the Pep Boys trio? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're launching a new tea right now. It's a strawberry tea. We have no clue what to call it. Everybody in the company is trying to contribute a name. So we have a Slack channel right now, and we're all just throwing some names around. And I'm not the one going to create the name. I guarantee it's going to be one of our employees. And, you know, that's a, that's a way for them all to feel included and, and important in it. Let's see here. On the table we got Peachy Keen. What else do we have? Fireside Spice. Creme au chocolat. Creme au chocolat. And Naughty or Anise or Anise? Well, it's Anise. Anise. It's star Anise. You heard yeah. Star Anise. Okay. All right. So what's what's in the strawberry besides just strawberry? So it's got strawberry pieces, raspberry pieces, pineapple bits, orange pieces, and rose petals. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredible mix of these ingredients to create this very robust almost like a strawberry juice uh -huh. and it's going to be killer over ice and we're, we just we just created it in germany with my best friends alex and dan and then we went to amsterdam on the weekend then we came back and presented the tea to everyone these trips must be epic because you mentioned them like eight times <laughs> how much you have enjoyed it's a beautiful thing you know? <laughs> we work we work super hard and you're yeah. so tired every single day but just well, and those kind of work trips are hard. Like when I worked for Pepsi, I, um, I was in supply chain for our coconut water brand and we manufactured in Southeast Asia and we had like, we had to go over there for a couple of weeks. And so you're with, I'm with my boss who was like, you know, twice my age and you know, we totally, you know, differently. Anyways, you're with like this group of people and for 10 or 12, 14 days and you're on all the time, every meal, every this, it gets exhausting. So I can see the benefit in that. It's Abs and now, now that you say that, it's like when you do those abroad trips. Yeah. You gotta, you get picked up. You gotta do breakfast. You gotta do lunch. You gotta do dinner. It's a nine to nine yeah. every single day. Because from my experience international, from my experience internationally, the international business is they're always, you know, they wine and dine you. Yeah. And you're always. Yeah, and I also just sorry. What I also just thought it was, and it would have been so much better if he was my friend and not my boss. We were staying at a hotel in like a really small, random part of the Philippines, and there was like a ginormous lizard in my room, and I literally told <laughs> my boss to come like chase it around and get get it out of the room. It was like the most embarrassing experience. A I feel like lizards are cool. There was like a big yeah, they don't hurt. He they came don't in, hurt. He was, was a like, big ass spider. He came in and he was like, Victoria, my ten year old son would be like catching this to put in his collection. <laughs> I was like, just get it out. <laughs> so those kind of things could be better if it was your friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and I I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a cool. great example of it. Strawberry Fields. Dude, someone posted that yesterday in our, uh, in our Slack channel. And I, was, I, I saw it, and I'm, that was the one that rung when they posted that. I'm like, shoot, that might be Is it. the orange prevalent or no? The orange, believe it or not, brings out some acidity. Which adds depth to the cup. So, you're so really I'm thinking a play on like orange. You glad I didn't say strawberry? <laughs> 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 but if orange isn't that problem. No, it's more of a uh, just kind of an added. Yeah, it it yeah. brings out more of yeah. the strawberry flavor. Cool. Speaking, okay, can I? This joke has nothing to do with what we're talking about, Perfect. but it was really funny, and I heard it the other day. Do you watch BoJack Horseman on Netflix? I don't watch much TV, man. It's, it's a really funny show on Netflix, 
Uh, it's like this animated show where like animals are people and people are also. Well, you've people. shown me stuff yeah, from it before, like what's music it called? that they do. Bojack Horseman. Yeah, yeah, you're really. Um, I forgot. <laughs> and <laughs> this episode I was watching the other night before bed. There's like this, <laughs> the show that's on TV is Felicity Huffman's Booty Academy. <laughs> like it's literally it's just like a a contest for like who has like the best ass basically. <laughs> And these the girls who are in the contest start like fighting, and one of them goes, <laughs> "Somebody better check the pH levels, or somebody better check the pH levels in this water, because these bitches are basic." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's a good one. I said that because you mentioned the acidity, or you mentioned the acidity thing. Yeah, that's we what, do a lot of a lot of chemistry in tea. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe right. you can mention basic bees in your tea sometimes. There you go. Yeah, basic bees. Yeah. Yeah, low acidity basic or is it high acidity is basic? I can't remember which one. Which one's acidic? Low, uh, below orange. seven or no no? Uh, like high acidity is below seven. Is it basic if it's above seven or below seven? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I think it's the more acidic is high. I don't you know. I don't remember. All right. Well, yes, then you could have basic, basic BT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So strawberry fields is the winner. Huh? I, I I will have to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> someone posted it yesterday and I loved it. Now that you say it, it's like maybe that's the one. Yeah. Well, because you mentioned it's multiple types of berries too. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's strawberry, red, but strawberry is kind of the yeah. But that's the main like point. it's like a field of berries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> In any case, all right, let's kind of talk more about this. Is kind of a good segue into talking about the teas themselves. So, um, this company we've been alluding to this whole time is Tiesta Tea. Yes. On our table here, we've got about four different canisters laid out of beautiful-looking teas. Let our listeners know. There's a lot of tea companies out there, right? Yeah. Um, why is this about more than just tea? Okay. Um, so it's a little more than just tea for several reasons. But one is when, when, when we started the business, the tea category was very confusing. A lot of people don't really understand tea. You know, they don't understand what what's going to do what for them. But the majority of consumers, they care about what it tastes like and the, what it's going to do for them. So on each of our teas, we have a, a very simple function and flavor. There's Energizer, black teas and mate teas with caffeine, Slenderizer, green teas that produce metabolism and uh, curb your appetite with fiber, immunity teas, lots of fruit, chocolate fruits, um, relaxer teas, anything with chamomile, cinnamon, any stress-relieving properties, and then Eternity. Those are the teas with the super antioxidants. So Energizer, Slenderizer, Immunity, Relaxer, Eternity. Each function has nine different flavors to choose from. So if you want an Energizer, there's Passionberry Jolt, there's Black Tide Tropical, there's Royal Breakfast, there's uh, Earl Grey. There's several different flavors to fit the Energizer profile. Secondarily, what we do is not just tea. So something like a Fruity Pebbles, for example. It's made with green tea from India. Then we bring in pineapples and papayas from Thailand, believe it or not. And then we add rose petals from Pakistan. So we've created, it's, it's a tea that has four different ingredients, pineapples, papayas, rose petals, and then the green tea. And it comes from four different countries. Something like a Maui mango. Mangoes and pineapples are coming from Thailand. The oranges are coming from Brazil. The safflowers and marigolds are Pakistan. And the, uh, the safflowers, Pakistan, and marigolds, Egypt. So that's six c- countries that came into producing that cup. We go direct to the farms for all of our, all of our uh, products. So we're sourcing the best ingredients from these regions of the world to put them into the tea. How fun was that getting non-GMO verified? Oh man, it's awful, right? it was it was huge though. Yeah, like we one of our one of our colleagues took the lead on it, and he did a great job. It's a big project. It's a big deal. Yep. You know, we're one of the one of the only tea companies that have all of our blends non-GMO certified. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're missing about five that aren't non-GMO, but the majority of our menu is non-GMO certified. We just got it uh, like a month ago. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah, all the teas are non-GMO, all natural ingredients, no artificial anything. Um, you know, I'll give you. Uh, I really like that at the back it says, because once you get loose, you'll never go bagged. And you'll see on the top the story best friends since says yeah. something about us being best friends. And, and it's not, he doesn't mention Amsterdam or Germany, but they do mention <laughs> a wild weekend in Prague. <laughs> so, wild partying in. Eastern Europe. <laughs> That's what we were doing when we when we discovered we weren't tea drinkers at the time. Interesting. No, we we were. Uh, in fact, tea was just so intimidating. We would, we would never yeah. try it. But when we were in Europe, you know, tea's all over the Everywhere. place. So they yeah. give you some. 
we loved it. You know, we would come back to the dorm rooms. We'd make it for our friends in the dorms. The only thing they would ask us, you know, it's 2 a.m. and you're making tea, which is fun. The only thing they would ever ask us is, what's it going to do for me and what's it going to taste like? No one asked us if it was from, you know, the Fujian province of China, if it was a green tea sencha, if yeah. it was our Darjeeling or a breakfast. or No, they said, what's it going to do for me and what's it going to taste like? So that's kind of what inspired the whole functional flavor. And I'll tell you, too, like, you know, you're at the grocery store, you see a shelf of teas. Generally, you pick one up and you look at it and you read it. You read what's on the packaging, right? This packaging here, while well, obviously our listeners can't see it, they can go online, tiestatea.com, and I'm sure it'll be the same. I mean, I've seen the site, so it is the same type of visual appeal. Um, this is something that looks different. It doesn't have the... How do you put it? The more like... It doesn't have like the classy vibe that you'll see like a lot of like like the royalty type vibe you'll see a lot of teas do. It doesn't have like the like the zen vibe yes. that a lot of do. Uh, yes, approachable. Yeah, and that's then you exactly turn it around, and then I'm just gonna read the story that's on the bottle here, because um, it's something that you like. As I'm reading it, it's like, oh, I could get down with this, you know. So the, the the story on the back of the canister says, from childhood friends to a wild weekend in Prague, we never thought tea would be our calling. It was in some tiny Czech tea house that we got hooked on loose leaf tea. Three months later, we started making our own. Our professors and parents thought we were nuts, but a couple friends believed in us, blending tea in exchange for pizza and beer. We're a tight-knit crew that keeps it simple. All natural loose leaf tea blends with real fruits and herbs. We tell you what matters, what it does for you, what it tastes like, and how you make it. So what's stopping you? Get rid of those boring old tea bags and dive in, because once you, got, once you get loose, you'll never go bagged. That's something, like, it's in, like, that's how I talk, you know? It's in real people language. language. (laughs) It's, uh, to Victoria's point, it's approachable. And it's something that you're like, yeah, like, that could happen to me, you know? Like, oh, I've been to Prague, or, yeah, I've had those crazy ideas before. These guys actually did it. I've had people call me nuts before. They still did it, right? And I think that's sort of what one of the big, that probably is the big differentiator here, and I'm sure the tea tastes great as well, but... The fact that even before you taste it, you un- you you kind of understand where this is coming from. That Appreciate and, that. That's that and our functional, right? Because like no one's like drinking anything anymore for, for without a functional aspect between probiotics and kombucha and like all these things. Like functional beverages, mm-hmm. like so important hydration, whatever it is that people are trying to look for. Like rarely are people just drinking something just. To consume a liquid, right? So, and that, and it's very important too because you know, just speaking to the packaging, the story, and things like that. Particularly with food and drinks, you don't have a chance. You can't experience it until you're tasting it. Right. And this is, this is the experience before you taste it. Is, is this something I can vibe with or not? Mm-hmm. And therefore, will yeah, I? Yeah, the packaging's it? really cool. I Thank like you. It. And now that I like even see like really the gold um, top. Yeah. Appreciate Go that. check it out, guys. Yeah. If only this were a video podcast, <laughs> yeah. I can see what we're looking know, at. Right? <laughs> you can get it at your local Jewel Mariano's. You can also awesome. get it on Amazon, Amazon cool. Prime. Um, for all the Raj Nation followers, we'll, we'll do a discount code, 20% cool. off. Sweet. Um, the code will be Raj Nation. Sweet. So we can, whatever you guys want it to be. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we'll just keep it Raj Nation. Yeah, so we don't the, confuse anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Raj Nation will be the code. Uh, we'll activate it before the podcast airs, and it'll be good for, we'll call it a week. It'll be 20% off. I love it. Love it. Um, so you said where it's available. If our listeners want to find TSTT online or perhaps even get in touch with you or someone at the company, uh, how can they do that? Uh, Patrick at TSTT.com. Um, go to most of the grocery stores in the United States will carry it. Your, your Jewel Oscos, your Marianos, your Targets, uh, Meyer. So you find it in the T aisle for, for most of those stores. And then some select stores, we do bulk displays. But for the most part, um, grocery stores should have it. But... Amazon also does Prime, two days. Yeah, nice. Website is tiestat.com. Social media? Tiestat um, on Twitter, Tiestat on Instagram, just Tiestat, no space, no period, um, and you'll you'll see all the cool things we do. Go check out our slurp video. We slurp. We like to keep it, we live loose. That's our slogan. <laughs> and when you're tasting teas, you know, we don't sip them, we slurp them. So if you go on Facebook and you check out our slurp video, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> nice. Um, Thanks for having me, though. Yeah, of course. So, and and 
Tiesta, the name, where did that come from? So when Dan and I were um, in Czech Republic having our first tea experience, we it was a real tea experience. And so when you think of Tiesta, you think of Fiesta, which is a physical experience, mm. or Siesta, which is say, a I mental experience. Siesta or Fiesta, but both are experiences. Tiesta uh-huh. is a tea experience. Uh, I like that. Cool. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, the branding on this is on point. Thanks. Kudos. Bro. I appreciate it. Uh, I wish I could take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so and and I assume isn't there a DJ named DJ Tiesta? Uh, Tiesta. Tiesta. Oh, okay, Tiesta. all right. He should change his name to Tiesta, and then he could be. We the should sponsor. do a promo with him. Then like fist bumping with T in hand. <laughs> it could be like you know like the new instrument in the crowd. Hey, there you go. <laughs> make it make it a little maraca. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up then and come back to our topic question, uh, giving our answers to the topic question, uh, which today was how do you do business with friends? Uh, we'll start with Victoria and close with Patrick. So Victoria, based on the discussion, uh, how do you do business with friends? So since I haven't personally done business with friends, um, what I've gleaned from this conversation and the one point that I thought you made that was really interesting towards the beginning about the fact that you know you sort of said, your friendship may not last 50 years regardless of whether you go into business. You may other things in life come up, friendships fade, friendships change. So I think go, if you're going to go into business with friends, having that really open mind that the friendship may not be what it is at the start, maybe it'll get better, maybe it'll get worse, maybe it will change, but being open to that. Because I think the reason a lot of people don't wanna go into business with friends is because they're scared to lose that friendship. But if you ultimately say, I'm willing to kind of put that on the table and be okay with whatever my friendship turns into, there's probably more opportunity to actually make it work. Mm -hmm. My answer, how do you do business with friends? It's along those lines, and I'll say a couple things. One, um, understand upfront what you're getting into. And if it's just a fun project you're doing, you have to both be on board that it's just a fun project that's gonna like die in a couple months or whatever, a year. Versus if it's an actual business, you have to both or all be on board that this is a business we're building. And if it's a business, what are the goals of this business? You know, like I go back to, you know, uh, Patrick, you talked about the vision aspect early on. Um, when we had Katie Lynch on the show last season, she was talking about how like her whole team, she wasn't a business with friends, but she's like, early on, I told our team, our goal is to exit to a big ad agency in whatever it was, three years. And everyone knew we were working towards that goal. That's what they did, is they exited in three years to, I think, Manifest or Digitouch mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's so important, is the alignment of the vision and knowing that the group vision is more important than the individual ego. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the last thing, just, just don't be assholes to each other. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's such a trivial thing to say, but it's the truth. Patrick, how do you do business with friends? Uh, I think number one starts with what Victoria said. You really do have to, you have to be okay with what the outcome might be. Um, number two is you have to be honest, totally honest, 100% transparency. If something's bothering you, get out in front of it. Don't let it bubble up, boil up to an explosion. Um, number three, find the friends who aren't as similar as you. Find the friends who have complementary skill sets that you have. Someone who is going to be the yin to your yang. You know, if, if I'm good at talking, find me someone who's good at numbers, you know, and kind of that. Um, and then the, the fourth, do it because you want to have fun. You know, if you guys are both on the same page and you want to do this because you want to create your, a career for yourselves and have fun together while building a business, that's a great business partner. Uh, that's And it's a, a great business partner to have as a friend as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I stood up in Dan's wedding. I was his best man. And in Alex's, I was, I stood up in Alex's wedding and did you serve tea at the wedding? We did. At both of the weddings, we had a uh, custom blend for Dan and then some Maui Mango at Alex's. But we've proven, the three of us and then our, our colleagues, we have a lot of friends in the office who've worked with us. We went to high school with them. We've proven that it can be a very fruitful, fruitful relationship. Pun intended? I didn't think about it, but now it is. And you can have so much fun with it. And so um, that's, I hope more people, when they're thinking about starting a business and they say, I don't have a partner, look to your, look to your friends. You know, it might, might not all of your friends will be cut out for it, but there might be a couple guys who, a couple guys or girls who could really help you. I think a lot of people are going to be able to listen to this and glean a lot of things they probably haven't heard before. So thank you for you know, sharing your experience yeah. and everything. Thanks One thing I want to ask you before we close out is, 
Do you have a piece of advice to the team that the team or teams that are at each other's throats? You know, they are friends and they're just exploding on one another. Figure out why. Sounds so why. What there's there's a deep root to it. And and why, 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 why? Is it because one person is uh, wants to do business differently or has a different exit strategy or is it because they don't agree on the product? At the end of the day, once you get to the why, you can make the decisions after that. I love it. Patrick Tenus, TS to T. Fist bump it. Fist bump it. This was great. Thanks for having me, guys. That wrapped up our conversation with Patrick Tanis. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us, for sharing your experience, your story, and your journey. Did you, the listener, enjoy this episode? If so, the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help more people find the show, therefore more people get to discover their inner awesomes. While you're leaving that review, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whatever platform it is in which you consume us, whether that is iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or the various other podcasting platforms we are available on. For full show notes, references, and resources, grab it all at discoveryourinnerawesome.com. And while you're there, check out our nearly 100-episode archive. We are quickly approaching the century mark of this show. That'll do it for this one. Thank you again to Patrick Tannis for joining us for Victoria Cohen, I am Raj Nation. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. We will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care and be awesome today.